0: It's Garcia
1: Diaries. Welcome back to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host Bethany, and I'm here with my husband and co-host Anthony.
2: Ooh, we got a good one today. We got a good one today. <laughs> we- I'm ex- I'm excited. Um, shit. Uh, long before our paths crossed with this person, I remember sitting in the back seat because you know I'm young.
0: <laughs> one time you know three is it three thirty or seven thirty? 30 it's a couple times it started as three thirty when i did afternoons then we went to the mornings we did the seven thirty.
2: Three 30 dirty. <laughs> anyways
0: we have the voice of the valley hey
2: joey boy joey rodriguez here man good to have you yeah thank you guys for inviting me this is cool man this is a cool setup this is uh this has yeah. been at works for for yeah a while a couple years yeah finally finally happened so we're excited to have you here. You are, explain to those who don't know who you are,
1: kind of what you do
0: for a living, man. What do you? Do? Well, you know what? I like to say I'm a full-time dad and a part-time radio gangster. That's what I'm okay. like to. Okay. I, I'm, I've been doing radio so long. I've been doing radios as, as old as my co-host now. So I've been at this since the 90s. This is all I've ever wanted to do when I was 15, career day. This guy named Frank Lozano came in. Hi, kids. Frank Lozano, Power 106. I live in L.A. This is what I do. He did, had this thing called a VCR. He popped it up, <laughs> put the tape in. I was 15, and he had the behind-the-scenes shit of what he did. I'm like, this is the fucking guy I listen to when I'm doing my homework at night.
1: Yeah.
0: You put two and two together. There was no social networking, so that's the first time I got to see what radio was. I was glued. So at 15, there was no plan B. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I was obsessed with being on radio, okay. right? So, this is. So, I'm probably like a sophomore, and I would tell all my friends, like, yo, I'm gonna be on Power 106. I'm gonna be on Power 106. Yeah, dick, give me a shout out when you get there. <laughs> Hook it up with Disneyland, dick. Like, you know, your friends just. Yeah, all right, right. right. I might as well say, I'm gonna be a fucking astronaut, right? Yeah. So, I was probably like 15. Six years later, seven years later, I was hosting Frank Lozano's shift. Wow. That I was doing crazy. nights at Power 106. So, I've been on some manifestation shit since I was 15 because yeah. I really. Have used that in my whole career of people I wanted to interview, of the job that I wanted, of the co-hosts throughout the years I wanted. I literally, when people talk about it, now it's trendy and shit, I've known about this shit forever. Yeah. Like I literally told everybody, spoke it into existence. I'm gonna be on radio, not just radio, I'm gonna be on Power 106. <laughs> And do what he does. And seven years later, I'm ha- I doing his shift. Yeah. And to this day, I thank them. Like, you motivate me. Like, I just, and that's what I'm trying to do with my kids. I'm trying to find what their passion is. Because you never know what age your kids are going to find their passion. And how to make that into a paycheck. I'm yeah. trying to do that with my 19-year-old son, Jojo, now. All we got to do, Poppy, is pick. <laughs> so all you got to do. Go for it. Just choose. Tell me what you want to do. And we're going to yeah. find out how to get paid. So yeah.
1: I've
0: been doing this a long time. So, I love it. Over 20 years doing
2: radio. Damn. Okay, so at 15 years old, you find what it is you want to do. Where do you start? What did what did that journey look like? Let's just maybe that first seven years. Obviously, you
0: had to get through high school. Yeah, it was literally. I worked. um, I went to high school in Burbank, and every radio station was in Burbank. Okay. So I rode my bike, and I applied at that fucking station once a month. I I was 15, 16 years old, (laughs) and they would look at me. I remember the front receptionist, Corey, who I became good friends with. Like, oh, so cute, Joe. says, you know, you got to be at least 18 to work here. I didn't fucking care. I would call in the station. I would try to win any. I didn't care if it was lipstick. <laughs> I just want to go to the radio station. Yeah. They would call their number 10. You win this. I was a radio rat. I Whatever they were giving out, I'd win it. I'd go pick up my She's prize. And while gone. I'm there, I fill out an app. Okay. My that. mindset at 15, 16, they're going to know my name by the time I'm 18. When you can mm-hmm. get there. And it all, I was applying, applying. Then uh, I started dating this girl who was like a friend of mine in high school. And she came with me one time to apply when I was probably like eight, 19. Mm-hmm. They hired her the oh, fucking no. same day. <laughs> <laughs> they hired her. They hired her. <laughs> and I was so fucking uh, mad. I was like, you know how long I've been? What <laughs> the fuck? Pretty Latina. Pretty Salvadorian girl. I got to get. But now I had to look at another one. Now I have an in. Yeah. Now my girl works at Power 106. So I finally got an interview at that competing hip-hop station called The Beat. Okay. Promotions director at Power found out. Why the fuck is Joey inter- interviewing? I heard he's interviewing at The Beat. He's like, he's been trying to get in here for two and a half years. Yeah. You guys won't give him a fucking interview. They gave me the interview. and they, they, They're like, this was just... Formality. Formality. Yeah. Like, of course. We've known you since you were 15, 16. <laughs> that's Bro, crazy. Bro, that, I, I, I put it out. I was like, you I'm working. your own it. way. I did. I did. Made five bucks an hour doing promotions. Worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I did anything. Y'all need the the power vans washed. You want me to hand out stickers at high school? Okay. Uh, I, I set up equipment for all the radio DJs. I did everything, bro. I just wanted to be in the station. Because my thought process, if you miss anything, I don't want to hear about it the next fucking day. Yeah. This is Power 106 LA. So I was promotion kid and standing there and Biggie walks in and, and Suge Knight walks in with wow. Death Row and like celebrities. Like actors, actresses. So f- for those so. that don't know, as far as levels, right? Because
2: you have your big markets. Yeah. You, everyone moves to L.A. They move to New York, more so back then. Um, 106, as far as levels of radio,
0: where was that? Then or now? Then. Then. then, then. Back then. Oh, Power 106 and uh, Hot 97 New York were like the biggest hip-hop stations. That's, that's the peak peak of, of all the radio stations so radio heads are like how the fuck did you start at power 106 okay. Because usually you got to do college radio yeah. and you yeah. work your way small market it's the right place right time i just manifest that this is where I, this is the station i grew up on this is where i want to be at and to this day i'm still friends with a bunch of people over there that are still running it and um yeah it was it's pretty fucking crazy to start start there right so in yeah. the meantime
2: you kept applying kept getting denied what does one do to sharpen their skills like like Obviously, I don't think YouTube was a big thing then. Maybe YouTube not. wasn't around. At all.
0: There was no social network. There was right. not MySpace. There was nothing. Because, like, right now, you can in go on 90s? YouTube
2: and type in whatever it is you want. Is, was was it internet? internet? Yeah,
0: there, there was internet. Okay. But Different. literally, it was. It's, I told this story to someone back in the days who was asking if I were part of the East Coast, West Coast beef between Tupac and Biggie. I go, yeah, I was on the radio doing all that shit. And I would get invited to all these LA parties. Well, death row is going to be there. Okay. And there's no fucking way I was going to go to any of those parties. Because you'd come back Monday to find out what happened to the party. There was no social yeah. network. There was no TMZ. Yeah, No instant news. Nothing. You waited till Monday. They're like, oh, man, I'm glad you didn't go. Dude, Chuck I was walking the club smacking people.
1: You know, oh like my God. there was a shootout.
0: And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to a death row party. I'm not going to do that.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, and you guys that. were like breaking news back then, too, on the radio. Radio like, was
0: the only yeah. way to get. There was no, there was no, inter- there was no social networking. Yeah. So you literally went to radio to listen to break music. We right. broke fucking music. We first ones to play all this music. So I interviewed Biggie. You know, I met him at promotions, and I ended up interviewing Biggie to this day, still my favorite artist. Um, and interviewed him a month before he was shot and killed in L.A. Oh, my and we were gosh. supposed to go to that party he was at. Wow, oh that party crap. where he was coming out of with Diddy and all them. We were supposed to go to that party because we did the night show. We had a great relationship with Diddy and Puff and Craig Mack and that whole bad boy camp. We were supposed to go to that party wow. and we didn't go. And then we find out that next morning they were shot killed. It's crazy, man. Like everyone's telling me you really need to write like a radio book or some you shit. Because I've seen some shit. I've seen some crazy shit uh, behind radio and all these artists and stuff like that. So it's crazy. But now you can get it instantly. Just go on, jump on your fucking phone. And right. Yeah. Pull it up.
1: So the game's changed a little. A
0: lot. So you start
2: in, in Cali. Uh-huh. Uh, how long were you California in California for doing
0: radio there? We, uh, I mean, I did promotions for like two years or something like that, and I got the night show, and we did nights for a couple years. It was me and my partner, and you probably listened to us when We were the Nuts, the nuts me yeah. and Johnny. Yeah, that's who I started off radio with. Then,
2: so you were you were still in based in LA when it was playing here in Phoenix,
0: or no, no, okay. we moved here. Okay, we so went you... from LA, then we got a morning show in Houston. That was fucking weird. <laughs> that was like, you know, the Bible Belt and everything was still segregated. Yeah. yeah. It was fucking weird. When we got there, they're like, all right, we're going to hook you up with Jose. He's going to be your sales guy. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to introduce you to all the Latino promoters and Latin clubs. Mm. And I'm like, what? So they kind of put you in a on lane. It was very segregated there to where, like, this was early 2000s, late 90s. We're like, you know, you're going to do host the Latino clubs and shit. Like no, nah, I want to do white clothes, black clothes. I want everybody to listen to our our show. Why yeah. would I? It was weird. We lasted like ten months there. <laughs> so you moved to Texas, like yeah. You were okay,
2: so because uh, I know you had a move recently. Essentially, where your radio
0: is playing that city, you have to live there. No, so the lotus a lot of people aim for, and this is why we'll get to Chicago when I move to Chicago. You want to be syndicated? You want to be syndicated in our sister company? They wanted. They're like, well, you're killing it in Phoenix with your show. Uh, we want to take your whole Morning Mess show to Chicago. Chicago's number three market. You know, Number one is New York, two is LA, three Chicago. They're like, the station's kind of struggling. We want to take your show, your exact show, and bring it over there. So that was a lot of fucking talking because you're literally asking the whole show, are we going to move the whole your whole family? And yeah. every person, yeah. My only thing was, just in case this doesn't work out, my show has to run here in Phoenix. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, we don't know because we want a live and local show. Like, that's the only way I'm going down. Yeah. Because I knew. If this shit don't work, mm-hmm. I could fall back and come back to come Phoenix, back, yeah. which I love. And thank God I did that because yeah. it didn't work out for me. And uh, I moved back. The rest of the show decided they wanted to stay in Chicago. And I got it because this was their first morning show. I hadn't moved around. I been in L.A., and
1: yeah.
0: Houston, and San Francisco, Ventura. I've moved around in radio. and this, they're, they're like, you know, big buildings, Chicago, The Bean and all that shit. Yeah. That shit wore off real quick. But, mm. man, I, I needed money. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gelling with the management. And uh I miss Phoenix, man. So I moved back about four months ago. Full so, circle. Wow. So take us into
2: the behind the scenes. So you said you started off with a, a night show. Yeah. So what goes into you getting ready for the, the job that night? Are you researching do you have someone feeding you like like for then, a podcast. back then? Right, right. Back then. Before you could just you know, we'll we'll have a guest and, you know, a few days before, we're
0: just looking them up on social media. Yo, and you can piece together yes. who they are. I'm going to tell you something. Back when I started, it was mad different the way it is now. We were called the crazy kids. Then we were called the nuts. Because me and Johnny would literally just show up to the fucking studio and turn on the mics and talk and our go. shit. Mm. We didn't do no fucking prep. <laughs> we, it was, I think back, like, what? The, we were, re- we didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Artists would swing by. We didn't prep or, like, we just talked to them. And I yeah. think that... Was us and that's why a lot of people like we loved your interviews and the record label we love your interviews. because I'm just talking right to you. I'm getting to know you while the camera is rolling. Yeah. I'm not prepping and asking you the same fucking questions everyone has asked you. Right. Yeah. I'm literally get to know you. So are you a dad or what would you listen to? What would I be surprised, you know, that you're listening to? Like where'd you go get those shoes? Yo, that shirt's she so just off the dome. Yeah. Yeah. Off, just top. off top. And I think back, that's crazy because we interviewed a lot of big artists. But we didn't prep. We never prepped. That's we just did. Honestly,
1: it. iconic. Not like, for real. That's we
0: crazy. didn't pre record a lot of shit. We went live. Think about Tech putting a rapper on the air live, LA listening, and he's just cursing. And we're just like, yo, 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 you can't fucking curse. We're, we're live on the radio. Right. Iconic moments that Johnny, my partner uh, at the time, and we look back like, dude, we will get canceled in 2023 within yes. an <laughs> hour of fucking doing radio. I miss old school radio i miss it so much there was no really these hardcore rules and everything yeah. it's just everything nowadays bro it's crazy now so i had to adjust and adapt you have to adjust and adapt right. with anything yeah. else you know right. so yeah that was back in the days no prep now prep
1: so what are your like two most like iconic but just top moments for you when you think back of your entire career aside what from are, biggie yeah What because oh. you are got biggie up on your I own i know what are two moments that you're just like Whoa, like, I can't believe I did that.
0: Like you're gonna be telling the grandkids about, okay, so there's one time. this is when I moved to Phoenix, and uh, we are power ninety two. Remember power ninety two was the first mm-hmm. day, and then it sold to power ninety eight. It's power ninety two. and uh, we me and my Johnny, we were afternoons, the three thirty, dirty, dirty, and we were co music directors, meaning we broke music. We okay. would listen to music. we would listen go to listening parties, people send us CDs and shit. We're listening with this. We tell our boss Bruce, this is the hot shit. This is the hot shit. Young Latinos running the hip-hop station. And we've interviewed this artist quite a few times. You're very familiar with us. We helped break a lot of his music. Snoop Dogg was in town. Okay, So Snoop Dogg comes in and with about an entourage of like 15 dudes. It was crazy. He had Daz Dillinger with him. He had Superfly. All these West Coast artists. Us being from L.A., we knew who these guys were. But obviously the emphasis was Snoop. He came in. He came in. What's up, nuts? (laughs) This one's for you. And this one's for you. He brought us two fat blunts. Oh, my God. And we looking at him like, oh, shit. If Snoop sparks this up, we're going to get fired. <laughs> so I, me and Johnny have worked together for years, so I, I know he's thinking what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. If he sparks up and he passes the blunt, do we risk our fucking job yeah. to say we s- smoke with we're Snoop? Snoo- right? Listen, that's like if Michael Jordan... Gave you a ball and wanted to shoot around. You're going to shoot right, with Michael Jordan. Right. If Snoop passes you the fucking blood, you got to smoke with Snoop. <laughs> we did in the interview getting nervous. He doesn't spark in the studio. Okay. So I hit our producer up. I was like, hey, we're going to try to get Snoop and just hang out in the office. We had a small little office. And I said, hey, put this CD in when he has CDs. I knew Snoop like 70s music, mm-hmm. R&B, funk. So he had the move, so when he opened up the office, I set that move, and Snoop was like, hey. <laughs> okay, okay. He sat down, and that was a green light. He started smoking in our thing, and just passing. black like, we're, we're gonna get fired. Fuck it, we're gonna get fired with a great story. We smoke with Snoop Dogg. Right, right. Okay. And it's just a, it's a hot box. Our small office is just full of smoke, with like six of us smoking with Snoop, in a very corporate environment. And we were just waiting for the call that we would get fired, and, boss acted like i i'm not i'm gonna act like that didn't happen (laughs) that was very memorable so
1: if you and i smoke together then it's gonna be like by default by default like you know how like you have sex with the same (laughs) person we'll be eskimo
0: (laughs) siblings (laughs) but check this out even more so he bought us two blunts we smoked one we smoked one blunt passing Mm -hmm. around that other blunt was there uh, the next day, my boy Madi from Def Jam Records called me. He's like, hey, man, we're in uh, Tucson doing a show. I'm with Ja Rule. This is when Ja Rule was big. He, he's like, he can't find any any loud, any green out here in Tucson. We don't know. Do you know anybody? I was like, I don't fucking know anybody in <laughs> Tucson. He's like, man, he just needs a good blunt. Perfect. And I'm like, how far is that drive? I've never been there. He's like, it's an hour and a half, hour 45. So I tell John, he's like, yo, you want to fucking go to Tucson? Like, Marty just called us. He's like, Tucson? He's like, yeah, let's take this blunt to Ja Rule. With ja Rule. <laughs> so we go to the tour bus and this tour was Diddy, Ja Rule, just the the top of the game in 2005 or whatever. Yeah. So we go to Tucson, some arena and uh, Marty's like, he's like, just, I'm at the tour bus, go to the tour bus. We look in the back tour bus, Ja Rule's playing video games. He's just playing some fucking like Madden or some shit. <laughs> yo nuts and we're like what's up ja what are you doing he goes i heard you got uncle snoop dog loud i like here it is he's like oh and like here was just like giving a kid candy like merry christmas and we we got high two days in a row one with snoop and the next wow. day with ja rule on snoop's bud
1: that
0: right? is crazy that was a crazy weekend oh, that, you definitely gotta share that with the grandkid <laughs> so was that your two
2: I'm gonna there... say that's
0: I have so many okay. guys. I have so many, but that was a memorable weekend of like to be one of my pinnacles of my career. Like me and my boy who made five bucks an hour LA are now running the hip hop station yeah. in Phoenix, smoking with Snoop, Jaru who was hot at the time and just enjoying life. We were two young Latinos, reckless. We were called the nuts for a reason. We just <laughs> didn't give right. a fuck. Yeah. We just when we moved out here, every radio DJ hated us. Oh okay. really? Oh my God! We got hated on by so almost everybody. People at our own radio station. Oh my God! Our I mean, own radio station hated on us. I don't think people really understand like
2: the beef. It was California, Arizona. It it was like not. It was for
0: stupid reasons. You know what? But people would. Oh, you're from California. I already don't like you. And it's like yeah, well, you don't know it, me. Yeah, it was really weird. That's exactly how it was. But we figured it out because when we moved out here, we rented a car to go look for apartments and shit. We were listening to the radio station. There's a few. People we heard, they were fucking corny, mm-hmm. and we looked at each other and started laughing. Like, yeah, we're gonna kill Phoenix. Yeah, we're gonna so absolutely kill. We knew it. We're like, mm-hmm. we're gonna kill this market. We we had the bit, the three thirty. We're gonna have a five o'clock mix with DJ Fashion. We met that guy, and we heard him at a club. We're like, this fucking guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. We knew we were gonna run Phoenix and other radio personalities that are probably born and bred here. These guys ain't Phoenix, yeah. right? We loved it. Right, we yeah. Arizona's
2: kind of always tried to have or find that identity. Right, because you have East Coast, West Coast. We're not really West Coast because right. we're South. You know, and it, to me, it doesn't make sense.
0: It's a transplant to, to, city now. To yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's like yeah. a melting pot of yeah. everyone. Yeah,
2: but back then, you, yeah, you, you if it someone was, was California, you just didn't hang out with them, bro.
0: We loved it. I thrive. We would get hated on so much. We'd be laughing like this corny motherfucker. Like, whoa, <laughs> we used to roll up at other DJs' clubs. We just, we just didn't care. We I just we it. just wanted everyone's money. We wanted uh, we we'll take your club. Yeah. You know, we're gonna be funnier than you, we're gonna outwork you, we're gonna have all the relationship with all these artists. It was a good time, you know, it was a good time in career. It was cool.
2: So we'll stay on uh celebrities. Was there a moment to where it's I'm gonna see this story I've shared it before, Maple and Ash. We're at Maple and Ash a year or two ago. I mean the stall there's only two stalls in there, right? I go pee. I look over and Anthony Davis is pissing right next to me from the Lakers. And I'm just like,
0: what the fuck! Like, do you
2: take a peek?
1: No, do you take no, a
2: no, peek? no,
0: no, no. But like, I <laughs> did not take a, uh, nah. a peek. Come on, bro. So th- we've
2: we're nowhere near that level. But we've been out places and people are bothering you or you know. And Eminem, that song has stuck with me from the first time I heard it. He's like trying to take a shit. Oh yeah, and yeah, peace, right, yeah. And so I've always tried to not be that be respectful. Right, right, right. Um because so many people have spoken out about, yo, let me just eat my food with my kid. Yeah. Type deal. And we've had situations where it's kind of just uncomfortable, you know, I'm mid mid bite of my burger and you know. You know. So I I've, I've always tried to just be cool. Hey, we're taking a piss. I look I'm just like, "Oh shit, like that's Anthony Davis," right. right? I look out the door, dude, there's a line of people just like looking in. I was going to say something. I think I just threw a head nod or something. Now I walk out of the bathroom and Maple Nash has that private room. I hear rap music. And I'm like, what the hell? These motherfuckers won't even let me wear a hat in here. <laughs> They're bumping Lil Dirk or someone like that. Uh huh. Ron James, the whole entire Lakers squad is in there and I'm just uh-huh. like For me it was just like, damn, like I'm really eating in a restaurant. Yeah. the Lakers are eating. Yeah. So it's just a surreal, surreal full circle yeah. moment. But do you, so do you, there's, there's a feeling you get when you see your idols or people you look up to. Right. Like, damn, that's Devin Booker. That's, yeah. Do you still get that? Or like, um, have you been around so many notar-
0: notable you're, people like, that you just like, all right, yeah. Should I, I smoke the soup? Like, you're, you're, you're big time. I think time. it's different tiers of like the artist or stuff. Like, if it's someone like,
1: who's someone that would let you would be like fangirling a little bit? You're like, okay.
0: I think the last time was when I finally got to meet JLo. I was mm-hmm. like, because I've been such a fan of her for right. so many years. So they, I've met her two or three times, like meet and greets, because everyone, the whole industry fucking knows I love Jennifer Lopez. She's yeah. Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. I've been fly, following her since she was a fly girl in the living color and the acting, and I just think she's beautiful. So I remember the first time I met her, I was definitely like, I just, you know what I want? I don't know if this sounds fucking weird. I want to see what she smelled like, because <laughs> I feel like she would smell like unicorn and honeysuckle or some mm, shit. Okay. Like, I bet you she smells like... Nothing I've ever smelled. So I took the picture. I had to lean in. <laughs> she smells like something I've never smelled in life. She smells so good. I know it's not her own fucking perfume because there's no <laughs> way she's going to wear her own shit. She has it She has it engineered somewhere in a small little town by a 93-year-old lady in Puerto Rico. And, I've never smelled anything like scent. that. Oh, she smelled so great. She smells so good and just so beautiful. And oh, I was just kind of like. Not starstruck, but I'm just like, wow, I got to meet Jalen. That was a yeah. bucket list. She was a sweetheart. But uh, I'm hardcore into hip-hop. And it was crazy because last night I was thinking, I was filming, I was watching. Did you guys watch that 50 Years of Hip-Hop, uh, Grammys? Yes. The, yeah. I recorded it Sunday. I watched it last night. Dude, I was, I was fangirling watching hip-hop. That's my shit. So I started manifesting, to go back to manifesting. Like, I'm going to work on a classic hip-hop station. Yeah. In conjunction, I could do that right now with the TOS. If I did my own little hip-hop show, just interviewing artists. And playing music, I don't even know how much I would get paid for me to care. Right. Yeah. That's just my passion. Yeah. So eventually, I want to be working as well as my show now, hopefully for a long time, and also like a little side gig on a classic hip-hop station. I, I feel like I would fangirl some of these artists that I have never got to meet. I met a lot of them, mm-hmm. but some of them to just sit down with. I, I would trip out if I'm sitting like this, talking like LL Cool J. hmm you know what I mean? And just some of these rock him, kicking it back. Okay. Oh my god. So the old god. school. Of the, the, old the guys sc- you grew up on. The, I grew up okay. on. Yes. If I got to sit down with Dr. Dre, I'd fucking flip. I would flip, on Dre. Yeah,
2: that yeah. would be. Yeah. Honestly, uh, the those names kind of surprised me, just because I would think you've already had those opportunities.
0: Um, I think Dr. Dre in those early years of Power 106, he called in to promote some. We okay. talked to Dre. I don't think like how we are right now. Yeah. We're just, just chilling. Like an actual right. conversation,
1: well, like an hour conversation. Like, yeah. I like base
0: that's... everything in life of what I have a beer with you. Yeah. Mm. I knew when I met Chalk, I was like, I'd, do, I'd go, go have beers with them. I know we have a good time. There's yeah. some artists like, I'd never have a beer with Post Malone. I would love to interview Post Malone and have some beers with Post Malone. Yeah. You know, that's how I base everything, like a vibe of people who I want to meet. Would
1: you have like a that. beer with Taylor Swift?
0: Yeah, I met Taylor. She was a sweet. She's a robot. She's, she's not, not human. Like... She's a robot. <laughs> do you know back in the day, I don't know if they still do it now because that must be too insane. I don't even know if they'll meet and greet because I think she would be there for 17 hours. Yeah. She would memorize, she would find out who was doing the meet and greet like, and uh, she would memorize your name and your kids' names when you walked up to her.
1: Wow. That is crazy. A
0: fucking robot. I'm like, that's co- <laughs> what's one of the coolest shits I've no, ever really? seen in my
2: yeah. life? Um, we, we just started our concert run. Uh-huh. So we, Taylor, drake ran into you um because before we just really couldn't afford it right and with the way the ticket prices are going it, it's you can't just go catch a show now yeah um yeah me and greece weren't even
1: that's not option. even a thing was even yeah. a thing yeah. yeah
2: um but when you were coming up radio interviews they were kind of like what podcasts are today like you didn't hear yeah. from artists much
0: back unless they were on the radio didn't really think about that. Yeah, I mean, it was part of the job where you did interviews and you would hear from artists. The radio was it. It was your source to. We're gonna. Hey, uh, we started our show at seven p.m. at night. Yo, nine p.m. Biggie and Diddy gonna be in here, and we're gonna world premiere his new song. You know, that's crazy. No one was going anywhere, bro, because you can't get that anywhere, and people yeah. will be on. Pressing record yeah. on the radios, you gotta, that's how you get it. You got to tune in at this time, yep. or else you miss but, it. And then you want to, you want to play it for your friends. Yeah. You got it first.
1: I remember in high school, even like here when I moved here, we listened to 101.5 every morning, mm-hmm. and it was like my, it was almost like watching TV, listening to music, and a podcast all in one. Because I would every, we would literally leave our house so that way... By the time we could get to school, yeah, in the middle it. of that we would get to hear the prank of the day, or like whatever the thing yeah. was, like the staycation setup yeah. or whatever, like prank we had going on, like so that we could hear that before school. Yeah, and then, then we could get a few songs in too. And it's like we literally left so that at a certain time, so that we could hear it. Yeah, and we would have our cell phones out, and we would record the song so that way we could set it as our ringtone. And all these things now that are just like built into our phones, or like we can go if we want to watch a prank, we can go on tiktok or youtube if we want to listen to a song we have apple music all these things so how do you in radio today set yourself apart so that you're still pulling in viewers or listeners right. i guess yeah to um have something that like people you're still offering a service for people of i what think it's just hear.
0: content it's kind of we're all playing the same fucking music if you go yeah. to any station we're all like there's a couple stations in town who, you know we're all going to be playing the hottest taylor swift and you're going to be playing you know Whatever's hot at that, at that moment, moment yeah. it's what's between the songs. Yeah. And I just know, again, I have a better show than everybody. And I handpick members of my show. And it's a process of just, I go in, like the, the show I have now, JD on the show was my intern 15 years ago or some shit like that. So it's a reunion. i know him since he was 18. Yeah. yeah. And he was one of the funniest motherfucking white boys I've ever met in my life. He was crazy. I gave him his first radio name and the station made him change it. Really? Yeah, I cuz he he was my internet the hip hop stage at power. I call him Bruce Trillis. Instead of Bruce Willis, and everyone <laughs> loved the fucking name. And he was so trill. He was about that life. if you ever run? if you ever run into like a left turn in the wrong neighborhood and you see a bunch of Latinos and you see a white person, you got to be scared of the white person, not the Latino. Cuz yeah, that, that's that white was. person had to prove to <laughs> hang out with all those Latinos. That was fucking JD. Okay. Like he was okay. so trill. So Bruce Trillis. Now he just goes by JD, um but and then I found Sienna. She's a sweetheart. She is Phoenix from here. She's a cheerleader for the Coyotes. She D-backs in Game Host. I know what the fuck I'm doing. I've been doing this yeah. too long. Like, I knew what I was doing when I had to create a new show. And uh, with the help of my boss, uh, Decipher, and we just, like, I like this configuration. Me, JD, and Sienna, bros. Nice. We got a dope producer, Maddie. Um, we just focused, like, all right, tomorrow. How do we separate separate ourselves? Right. We just be fucking funnier. You're be being yeah. more creative. Everyone's doing yeah. the same shit. Oh, everyone's going to catch up cheaters? Well, we're going to do it better. So,
2: so to piggyback off of her, even more so with, like she said, you used to wake up at a certain time, leave at a certain time, so that way you could catch it. Or yeah. at a certain time, hey, we're dropping hot hot new song by this artist, right? So you'd wait for that song with streaming and everyone being able to just play that song as many times as they want. Right. Do you do you see radio falling off ever? Or how do you, how you I, That adjust? question has
0: been around so, so long, and we're still here. Right. Yeah. Like when XM first came out 20 years, it's mm-hmm. the end of radio, and it was like, it's not going to be. I remember the joke was FM. It stands for, uh, the F was for free, because radio is free. Right. All these people, XM, you got to pay for that shit. You're yeah. going through hard times, pinching pennies. First thing you're going to do is, obviously cancel that gym membership. And maybe you can't afford XM, which is a luxury, you yeah. know? And it's local. You listen to our show. We talk about local shit. Right. Yeah. Right. We we talk about hey. We were on the the TikTok and the mix concert in Mesa. Hey, uh, this weekend, this past weekend, I got I met up with some friends midtown for a happy hour, some speakeasy. I got so fucked up, I ended up hosting a club.
1: I'm dead.
0: I ended up hosting Bar Smith because I was way drunk. I
1: can literally picture you arriving just for drinks, and you end the night hosting the entire I'm a thing. A
0: fucking mess. I'm, dead. I'm Dang, a fucking for, mess. For no bag. You just for the free. For no bag, <laughs> no, for the free, bro. That's Sometimes you got to
1: roll with the vibe. That's right. who
0: I I'm, I think I'm pretty the same as I've been. I calmed down a lot, but it was just one of those. I was solo dolo. Met up with some friends, Speakeasy, called 1912 or some shit. And then I got the other boy. I met Miele Agave. Come by. I got a shot. Go over there. And the Where you at? I'm in downtown. I'll meet you there. What we doing after this? Yo, let's go visit uh, Ramses. This is Bar Smith. Oh, Luciano hit me up a Monarch. I hit six clubs that night. Right. There's and ended up hosting Bar Smith,
1: I'm dead. <laughs>
0: and I'm just, what the fuck is wrong? I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. I look back, I'm like, man, I have a blessed life, right? Um, for real, yeah, I have a blessed life.
2: But there's no no worry for you that one day you may have to be like damn radio is." i
1: know but at the end of the day with your skill set and all that like people always ask me that question they're like what's gonna happen when instagram goes away and it's like with my skill set it's like i have marketing experience i have brand experience i have all of these things and no matter what people are going to be interested And so I feel like it's like, okay, let's say tomorrow the ra- it's like radio's dead. Okay, podcast. Okay. Yeah. Host an XM show. Like all, there's so many different. I can avenues. host your club
0: drunk. I yes, know exactly. to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah, radio's not going anywhere. I've never, I don't, I used to fear that what if I lose my job? I used yeah. to be really bad at that. I had a, I've been suffering from anxiety for years now. It's, I'm doing pretty well with it. Um, but I would say maybe it wasn't until recently. I was still having anxiety attacks, but I was really bad. Probably four or five years ago, that I'm gonna lose my job. Yeah, okay. and I don't, I don't fear that so anymore. So you're an extrovert with anxiety. Yes, which is hard and because I, I be like the first person I met. Like that. <laughs> yes, I I like being around people. I love meeting people. I love getting to know people. But sometimes it gets too much. It yeah. gets too much around me. It's like oh, I got a dip, so I ghost. But to me, there's always gonna be a radio gig. Like, what are you gonna do after radio? I'm gonna retire. I'll probably die. Pressing the buttons on the air yeah. on a classic hip hop station, I always just feel like radio is going to be around in some capacity, and I'm not afraid of it going anywhere.
1: Also, know? like in all those like apocalyptic apocalyptic shows and the movies, you always hear like they're they've got Over to find a radio. Yeah. There's some guy that's yeah. like, "All right, here's the update." That's gonna so be me. Be you.
0: <laughs> That'd be fucking me on Thomas Road. So radio, <laughs> I'm at Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> on Thomas Road on 40th. Uh, you know, you know, it was just. It's not going anywhere, man. Yeah. They've been saying that since XM and uh all these streaming services. We good. Per- so yeah. radio radio's
2: the main thing. Yeah, that's uh, my main thing. You guess, kinda yeah. you kinda mentioned hosting. Um so hosting, can you talk to us about that? What does that mean? And then are there any other things that you do off air? Um hobbies, work. Yeah, I besides the kids. We're gonna get into the kids. Yeah. I, I my one of my I have a memory of you. We were at uh one of the kids' birthday party. Saguaro so was in the playoffs and they had a game. So you had to go from kids' birthday party to the game. Yeah. And then you were like, hey, meet me at this club. And I was like, bro, I'm going to be done. You're <laughs> like, oh, oh, right? So we were just talking. You we were just like, dude, I got a crazy night ahead of me. And I think it was Gia's party. It yeah. just started. And I was just yeah. like,
0: damn, that is that is a hectic life. Yeah. And it, it was Saturday. Yeah, It's it hasn't changed. my, my I was telling y'all. Google Calendar is my thing. If it's not on the calendar, I'm not going. So, like, today's a fucking hectic day. and tomorrow, Yeah, my week actually is hectic. Yeah, I mean, the hosting stuff is, I don't host as many clubs as I used to because, obviously, I guess I like to do it for free now. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, yeah, why pay when you could just give him a couple shots and he'll go up there? Fuck, <laughs> oh, bro. That's, all these clubs are going to be like,
1: hey, uh, we'll give you free shots if I you know. come over. <laughs> Drink tickets.
0: Uh, I don't do as many clubs as I used to just because I choose not to. I just, I, I don't know, man. And I don't know, we'll probably get into my situation now. So I get, I got 50-50 custody of my kids. And when I get my kids, I get them Thursday to Sunday. So that time is precious to me. Mm -hmm. So, and they're usually asleep by the time I would have to host anything. But like this past weekend, I took them to Great Wolf Lodge. And I'd rather do shit like that with my kids. I'd rather just create these core memories with them while they're still little. Yeah. So my Gia, she's already seven. Like to me, yesterday, she was three. So... I'm on my daddy gang shit. I would
1: say I think I met you guys when she was like. Two. It might yeah, have that been the third birthday we were at, That man. is Crazy, right? Crazy. Holy crap!
0: She's that's my baby. So I don't host too much. I the side money I make out of radio is like endorsements. Like I'm, I'm with Team Earnhardt, so I cut commercials with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raffy, I'm an, an ambassador for Raffy. I'm the one that created that jingle back in the days. Okay. Oh, I call really? Rafi Raffy. Yeah. So if you're sick of that, that's my fault. <laughs> because he, they had come to me, hey, do you want to do endorsement for a, a law for accident law? I'm like, what? Oh, because at that point I was doing commercials for clubs. Yeah, I go live. For like, man, this is going to sound boring. Yeah, I'm Like, hey, you know, this is Joey Boy from the Morning Mess. And if you get in an accident, da, da, da. I'm like, damn. And I was like, Raffy. I was like, what if I did like a jingle for this shit? And I, I literally created that jingle within 10 minutes. I was just thinking, Raffy, 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 Raffy. I got called Raffy. <laughs> Laffy Taffy. Oh, my God. I got the beat at that time, the show that was with me. Um, and like, hey, I'm gonna start saying, call, call Brandon Raffy, because the original was called Brandon Raffy, his name. And I had the show in the background, hey, call Brandon Raffy, hey, call Brandon, Raffi. and uh. it caught in, it caught on. Then he just wanted to be called Raffy, and they got the local rapper Dan G, to just cut a new one called right. Raffi Raffy, and now it's everywhere. So yeah, you play all over, everywhere. My guy Raffy yeah. doing it on the bus on the side of the city buses, everywhere, bro. Tucson,
2: he's out, he's out there in yeah. Tucson. We
0: were just there, yes. He's, he's, he became a good friend of mine, actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I try to make my side hustle on just endorsement money. Mm-hmm. Just record the commercials in studio and I don't have to fucking go out. You know what I mean? Right. Like going out, it's a lot of pride, especially when you have kids. You got to go yeah. out, you got to buy a fit. Or, and it's just like, it's like I don't want to hang over. Every once in a while, I do clubs. But for the most part, I do like endorsements and partnerships with different people in the Valley. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, before we move on from the club, you got to tell us one of the craziest you know bethany does confessions that's kind of how she really really blew up people would just write in crazy shit that they've done Mm. confess Mm -hmm. yeah these are my confessions. And they would hope that you know she would keep it anonymous which which we we've done everything's anonymous we we see the name well we we look at the profile which you look like i
1: don't i i i get so many that i'm just trying to post it as quickly as i can I'm not ever looking, but if I'm like, "Can you help me with this?" He's like, oh, "No, I want to see what this person no, looks no, like." she'll, oh, dude, she'll, she'll be do like, "Do I know them?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not,
2: right. She'll be like, "This person. Oh, this is. They did this." I'm like, "Let me see what they look like." It'll I don't
1: be like, know what "It'll be of a person. confession like I snorted coke off a stripper's ass and I cheated on my wife three times." And I go look at their profile and it's like the most. Like Instagram perfect family oh, man, right? And Why it, it,
0: would they it, throw all away just yeah, to confess just to you?
1: Everything, right, fucking
0: of trust. idiot! Boy, <laughs> like all oh, this person. No,
1: don't say that because I want them to <laughs> keep doing it.
2: It <laughs> should be like, hey, this person said you look good. I'm like, all right, let, let me see the type of person that thinks that you know they know I'm married with right. kids. Let me see the type of
1: person that thinks that I look good. And you they know? all look like his mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: this is my mom's best friend. <laughs> but
2: hey, I mean, you're no longer. Uh,
0: in a committed <laughs> relationship. So yeah, how long were you married? Little... We were married, let's see, Cruz is going to be, he's eight, going to be nice. probably nine years. Nine That's years. A long ass time, Long. Honestly. Well, we were together off and on, 20. That's crazy. 20 years so off on, and on.
2: one of those times when you guys were on a break, what you were hosting a club, and what kind of shit went down that was crazy?
0: I've hooked up with girls in clubs.
1: In a club? In
0: a club. On the job? on the job in the bathroom
1: so at least it's in like in a bathroom not like
0: yeah no 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 not like on the dance <laughs> on floor on the DJ
1: booth <laughs>
0: like with it, Rock with it. Uh. <laughs> no oh but I God. think that's even before she moved out here yeah with my ex so that was just something that I was wilding out when I first moved to Phoenix when I first moved to Phoenix I hated Phoenix like nobody was giving us love and we were just work 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 and mm-hmm. then I started dating and stuff that's when it became and then we had like the number one show within six months and that's when everything was popping. We were hosting like eight. It was ridiculous. We are hosting like seven to eight clubs a week, bro. Damn. Holy crap. Every night? every We're out every night. Wow. We were, but see, I feel like you did it
2: right, though. You you kind of were able to go wild. Yeah. Hit it hard. Yes. And then transition into
1: dad, dad mode. Dad mode. Yeah.
2: yeah. Whereas when we're 40, 45, bro, we're, you're not going to see us. We're going to be out <laughs> living it up because i'm you know i was we 17 went high school diploma 18. to dad mode right. mama. <laughs> oh went quick so now the yeah. kids are getting older yeah you know we we, we can afford to have a nanny and, yeah. and know that the kids are good and we'll, we'll have our you know one weekend every month or so yeah we just, as you should right yeah I, did, I tell
0: people like you, you got to keep dating if you're in a relationship yeah you gotta get because that's what happened with my last relationship We i think we just stopped dating it's like it's like i tell people like no you still got to date your person. Make them feel special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I
2: mean, me personally, obviously, when you guys are together, the the content was golden. Yeah. Right. The the hot wife and yeah. the the Starbucks order. So yes. from a entertainment standpoint, I'm like, yo, I need Joey and Amber good.
0: <laughs> I know because, a lot of people. Right.
2: But obviously, I mean, we, we went through our thing. Um, not publicly, but we spoke about it uh, after we, we, we figured it out with you guys um let's go yeah
1: I was gonna say because like you have part of your identity as a host is like you're you have a wife and you have a family so especially when we like had met and we were really listening to you guys and I was seeing your audience grow especially on Instagram and you're you're talking about your life every single day yeah people are invested they're Mm -hmm. like we love Amber, we love Joey Mm -hmm. so then when it gets to a point where you're like okay I don't think this is gonna work how do you break that to your audience how do you deal with like the fallout of that well, i have a question oh before
2: that you you no no to to, to in, in regards to that you share a lot about your personal life do you have to do that in a radio or is that something that you choose to do you you show the kids you you had the wife in there you yeah. talk about age i know adrian i never met adrian right, right? my stepson steps yeah. yeah you know so you you make it personal so i feel like and it's relatable i don't listen to a lot of radio mm-hmm. so i'm do a lot of radio hosts do that? Or is that something that you think you've decided to do and that's kind of set you apart? I
0: feel like that set me apart throughout my career. I'm open with my audience. They know everything about me. It's like, it's a. I feel like I'm a radio reality show. Yeah. Everything is on my Instagram. Everything, everything is on my show. There's nothing fake or phony about me off and on the mic. So I owed it to the audience because a lot of my audience follow me on Instagram and they started noticing that you guys aren't taking pictures or hanging my mom, out. My mom was the one that texted, she texted me. My and,
1: she, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, and then,
0: you know, we logged in the house and she's like,
1: <laughs> well, even this past year, like your mom had texted us again and his tia's, uh theos girlfriend yeah. they both texted us within the same weekend and they were like is something going on with joey and amber and i'm like <laughs> i don't know and then we like ran into you so i asked us. you and you were like oh yeah and i was like holy shit like they noticed yeah. before and we're like yeah. actually friends and we didn't even notice that yeah like, what well, 2020
0: we're locked in and that's when it started i mean that covid shit the pandemic
1: mm-hmm.
0: we will always have a love for one another it just got to a point we just didn't like each other yeah and you guys have probably been in a relationship or people watching this you just sometimes you just don't like each other in that pandemic yeah we separated we were driving each other we were just fighting all the time we were stuck in a house and we just it was crazy she moved out got an apartment stayed in the house and then we were separated for two years out of the pandemic and then i had the divorce paperwork already after two years had it all done because we had talked about and co-parenting was great yeah we both were great to one another. We never bad-mouthed each other, the kids. We never did that. We would hype up like, yo, today's mommy's day. Okay. Yeah. I, heard, I heard she got something for y'all. Yeah. And it was great. And I don't know what the fuck happened. I had the divorce paperwork all done. I said, like, come over to the crib. We'll fill out this shit. You know? We didn't want to hate each other. We didn't want lawyers involved. Yeah. You tell me what you want. Right. Boom, done. And she showed up one day. She said, I, I don't think we should get divorced. I go, what? She's like, yeah, I feel like we didn't try what well, we should have and maybe we should go to couples counseling. We should give it another shot and date again until we can rekindle this. Blah blah. blah. And I was thrown. I was thrown because that first year we separated, I was wanting her back. Yeah. Okay. I like, let's work this out. This is twenty to twenty one. Then she just gave me nothing. Like, no, I just, I just feel like we don't get along. Have you ever heard of people divorce and somehow in the future they get back together? I'm like, come on, this isn't a fucking fairy tale. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> You know, in retrospect, that's what it was. But you know, I found out she was dating other people when she wasn't. And I think that's what it was. That first year, she was probably dating somebody. That second year, we became really cool. Co-parenting parties. I think we even went, went on some co-parenting little field trips or vacations or something. Yeah. It okay. was real healthy. It was real cool. we were the the definition of co-parenting. And then she threw that, that curveball at me. And after she said that, we started dating. I said, all right, well, let's give this a shot. I think like literally like a month later, I get the offer to go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I have to explain to them, like I'm literally still separated. I don't know if she's going to go for this because there's no way I'm moving to Chicago without my kids. My yeah. kids are my everything. Right. So like, what if we fly both of y'all out here? We treat you. She can see the city. So they wind and dine, me and Amber. I think at that point, me, I don't even think she moved in yet back in my house. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So we're like separated still. Yeah. She fell in love with Chicago. Maybe this is what we need, blah, 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 blah. If
1: Amber Restart. said, Fresh
0: start. there's no way I'm moving to Chicago, we wouldn't have went to Chicago. Yeah. The whole show wouldn't have went to Chicago. Really. So you you having family there, the kids. It was the only was, way I was going. Okay. And uh, we went to Chicago, tried it out. I think in four months, I, like we still don't like each other.
1: Yeah. So you oh, tried we. it. You tried it. We tried it. Yeah. I did.
0: I put all. I put it all. I put it all in there. I, God knows my family. I gave it my all. The therapy. The therapy for myself couples therapy she didn't want to go to couples therapy anymore i felt like you know to be honest i just felt like she kind of gave up on the relationship and um a friend told me one thing that always stuck with me always to this day man 20 some years ago never go to a party you're not invited to and that's how i felt Mm. like like, i'm not invited to this this life of yours right now you want to do your own things you want to hang out with your own girls you're just not into what i'm into you're not into everything we just weren't compatible loved her but we didn't like each other yeah and now we're in a foreign city to us.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: No friends. All my friends are here. So it was fucking hard. So just it was a, a fast spiral, bro. I think we we're the three or four months. So did was,
1: you, were you guys still in Chicago when you guys were like, okay, this is officially not going to work. Yeah. And then you decided to move back or, okay, so that's when you guys decided.
0: Yeah. We were in Chicago and. Um,
1: so then when you come you're like, okay, you're like, what's up, Phoenix? I'm back. Like. You well, we were just, so, the way were... it worked
0: out was Chicago was just it w- didn't work for me yeah. for many reasons. It wasn't yeah. just my marriage; marriage yeah. was just part of it. The management team I just couldn't get along with the management team over there. We were on different pages. They had promises. We want your Phoenix show. Then when we got there, like we don't want you run staycation setup. We don't want the nachos revenge. We don't want the cruise on film. Dude, we don't want like did a, the hardest
1: genre. part of. This industry as a whole, like even podcasting involved, is I feel like yeah, managed. the same thing that happened. And with not our want last. they want really? certain content. and They don't want this. Con- We've actually never talked about this. <laughs> that we. That's why we fired our last one. But yeah, yeah it, it was like it's tough. It's, it's well because so hard. they sold me a
0: dream. They're like, we're gonna syndicate you out of Chicago. You were the same show. Yeah, but at at that point we were doing two shows for one price. Hmm. The money wasn't money. Where the math wasn't math. for right. me, and I'm like, this is crazy. And I just had a difference of opinion. It's okay because at the end of the day, there's some people there that I didn't agree with them, but I still go have a beer with them. It's like, yeah. look, look, we just disagreeing. Right. Yeah. I don't hate you. I just don't agree uh, with how you want this show to go. I know how to run a show. That's why I was number one in Phoenix. That's why I'm here. And they just thought I was the biggest asshole and Joey's hard to work with. I'm like, no, I just speak my mind. Yeah. And most of those people don't even work there anymore. And you just,
1: just need to find you needed a team that was going to support you. Right. And that's, yeah. how are you going to be successful yeah. without that?
0: And, they, and I think they kind of saw it. They kind of saw their side of it. And let's go live all the time. And let's talk about all Chicago things. And I, I was just, it was just a re- another relationship that wasn't working out. Yeah. Right. I love everybody. I love all my past co-hosts. And I wished everyone well and have great memories. But Chicago didn't work out for me. The money wasn't right. Uh, I had a difference of opinion with management, and that's okay. I like, guess most of those people are good people, good humans. We just don't agree what the success looks like. Right. The show wanted to stay there. I wanted to go back to Phoenix, and my marriage was down the drain. We were sleeping in different rooms at that point. I was doing Zoom calls with a the therapist, and we're just both unhappy. And, I was, yeah. and we had the talk, and every it was every everything was weird. Everything was weird. And then my mom called my mom. She said, "Ask that woman two questions." Ask her if she loves you. Then ask her if she's in love with you. Mama be knowing. Mama dropping bars. Mm-hmm. So I sat down with her. Asked her the two questions that you'd love me. I'm like, yeah, you're amazing. You're an amazing person. You're an amazing father. Are you in love with me? She uh, gave me the three words with a pause. Said, no husband or what wants to hear. She goes, I don't know.
1: Oof. Stab in the heart. Oh, mm-hmm. when I
0: say it was a stab in the heart and a twist, <sighs> mm-hmm. and it was over right then and there. Like, you don't know if you're in love with me. Yeah. And to me... Selfishly and my ego, I've done so much for you. Like it doesn't matter because we were trying to like how could she and my family and friends like what the fuck she means? Doesn't matter. She gave me the answer. Yeah. She doesn't know. That's her truth. Yeah. That's valid. I can't be mad at that now in retrospect. You don't know if you in in love with me? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. I gotta find someone that's obsessed with me. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta find someone that loves me as much as I love them. And I knew it was over. Still love her, wish her well. We're not in a great space right now in our relationship. You know, it's just, it's not good right now. But um, I will always, you know, she gave me my three beautiful children. yeah, And I had two beautiful stepchildren to help raise with her. So, but that's when it was over and we were still in Chicago.
1: So when you have private things happening, but you live a very public life, how do you handle that? How do you get on the radio and when people are writing in or they're DMing you and they're asking all these questions, how do you handle that? It was
0: months and months of that it was months, I have hardcore Instagram fam that knew without saying anything. They just knew. Right. Mm -hmm. And then finally, little by little, I start mentioning like, yeah, you know, because I'm very honest with the people that follow me and on the radio and I had to break the news on the radio and oh my God, it it was fucking crazy. There was emails, there was DMs, there was messages, there was people hating on me, there was people hating on her, like, it would just sucked because she would hit me up. she's like, "Yeah, your fans are coming at me like it's my fault." And
2: no, she she she'll lash out and snap snap back on on online.
0: Oh yeah, she 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 would. Like, Don't ask me shit. I'm not answering shit.
2: Hey. <laughs> oh, you got <laughs> on her live him. or some shit? No, like she'll put the stories. All the stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, she used to do that. Don't ask me shit. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I would tell. I was like, "Oh man." Don't let that fuck with you. Just gonna fuck. <laughs> yeah. like don't respond to haters and blah blah blah. And she would every single time. I just it's
1: hard, it's hard. when you it's have life. people like attacking you like that. It's like you want to defend yourself yeah. or your partner or whoever. It's but especially in a situation like that where it's like I people still ask about things from our separation, and I'm like I feel so defensive over it. I have to like yeah. take a breath before I answer because it's like I. Yeah. I never want people... And then people think they know what happened. Yeah. And it's like, you have no mm-hmm. idea.
0: Yeah. Like so, the
1: things that people assume happen. I'm like, it's nothing right, like that. Right. It's,
0: oh, oh yeah. Like that's another thing I yeah. had to do. One of the main reasons why I had to jump on the show and explain it, my cousin came in town. My cousin, like my first cousin, her dad and my mom, my brother and sister, go out to her. She, was, she knew I was going through it out here, so she's going out and she'll get dirty. We go out, dirty looks. Mm. And my cousin's like, you're going to have to tell your audience right. that yeah. you're not going... You're not... People, you haven't said that you're divorcing yet, so people probably think you're going out, have a side chick. Yeah, and like you're right, and even say three, four months, you know, Amber's dating, I'm dating, but we're not too, together. If we didn't tell people we're divorced, people think she's a bad person right. and yeah. I'm right. a bad person. Right. Yeah. So that I called Amber, I was like, I'm going to make the announcement this week, just to give you a heads up. Mm-hmm. You start getting hit up by it because I never tried to be disrespectful, with Amber, because we had a playful, great relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're right, she was part of me, and and I'd like to think that. I helped make Ms. Amber because I put her on the radio all the fucking time. It was was free fucking pub for you to make her who she was. And we were such a great, funny dynamic and we had the, oh my God, Ambers and I would mess with her in the Starbucks order and none of that shit was fake. Mm -hmm. That was just me just shooting video of... In real time, what you were doing. In real time, what we were doing. And we became this couple that everyone would say, your couple's goals. Goals, Or like, you guys are so fucking funny. And they're like, we're so sad. Like, if you guys don't work my relationship that has no chance like don't put that fucking pressure on me like right right again love each other just not like each other and uh, we wish each other well
1: she does have like an instagram following Mm -hmm. and, and you just mentioned like you feel like you almost helped create that and like build it so like for example we were all at an event a few weeks ago or months ago i can't remember at moxie's oh yeah and i walk in and i see amber and i'm like oh my god hi like how are you and we're talking and then like an hour later, you walk in with yeah. your crew, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's yeah. going to happen? And you guys are so nice. So how does that work? Because, like, she's being invited to things yeah. because of her Instagram following. You're being invited to things because of your job. Do you guys run into each other at events like that, or is that, like, that the first time? That was the
0: first time that happened when I oh saw you guys gosh. at the event, and it was so different levels of awkwardness, right? So she's there, and then I get there, like, an hour later, and my boys are... are Uh, I was talking to my boy, catching up with uh, my boy Freddie, OG Freddie. We love Freddie. And he's like, oh, that's my guy. Uh He's like, he became one of my closest brothers throughout the years. He's like, look behind you. So when I look, I see my ex, Amber, and I see a guy with her. Mm -hmm. I don't know who the fucking guy is. I was like, all right, this is the moment (laughs) where I'm running into my (laughs) ex-wife when the, the ink is not even dry. Yeah. You have options. I just fucking take off. I go up to her like, who the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. Or I go up to her, give her a hug, and introduce myself. I went with the latter. I was like, I got it. It's gonna happen between us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right, so I went right. up to her, like, "Hey," she's like, "Hi," and like, "Hey, what's up, man, Joey?" And he's just like, "Hi, my name is." Yeah, I was gonna say you didn't <laughs> know by my look. You
1: know him? He was gay as hell. <laughs> yeah,
0: so he's gay. I'm like, okay, but I didn't know that. Yeah. So everyone in my show, "Yo, that was pretty dope. You did that because yeah. yeah. you didn't know it's gonna happen." Yeah, me right? and
2: me and Beth were sitting in the corner
0: just. Wasn't,
1: we were wasn't just watching. Else.
0: I know you guys <laughs> yeah. were. I think the whole room was watching. Like, oh shit, Joey and Amber are out the same. Way. So we know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's fucking tough. There's been a couple events I've been invited to, but I thought, I whenever Amber's gonna be there, and I'm just not in the space for that right for that. now. Yeah. And I just don't think. I think I were I think of the worst case scenario if she's out there, and she's with a date, right? Mm-hmm. Or guys trying to holler at her, and she's entertaining that. I don't. I don't think. You're I wanna... still
1: in a headspace where that's gonna like hurt you a little bit.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about that. It's mm-hmm. going to hurt each other because we were together so long. I remember yeah. more than half her life. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. We have beautiful children together. Like, we know everything about her. So uh, there's nothing I can do. Like, you you don't Live know if you're you in love with me anymore. Yeah. So right. you don't want to be in this relationship. Exactly. I have to move on. Yeah, I didn't give up on this. So I want to
2: go back a bit to to you because we went through a similar situation where it just – we had a point where it wasn't we
1: like, like, oh, he cheated or oh, he am, just, and or like lost all of our money or, or like it wasn't, he's not using drugs, like wasn't yeah, nothing it wasn't something crazy. It was just like, it was just like one day we were like, what are we doing? Well, we had like, one fight yeah. and it was
2: just like after that fight, it was just like, exactly, what are we doing here? Yeah. And we've been together since high school, right? We were became adults together, right? So I don't know a, a life as an adult without yeah. Bethany. And it came to a point to where she was just like,
0: I don't want this anymore
2: like I'm done and I was like no. oh shit like that's
0: kind of like how I felt so, with Amber yeah. yeah
2: but what I want to hit on is is for you the the mental space because I had never been that low and I like I've never suffered with depression anxiety usually someone I could just take shit off the chin yeah and go and I was I was at such a low point there like I was like if, if it wasn't for the kids like yeah. it, it, it could have been bad yeah like, that kind of head space but I also was like all right Whatever's going on between us isn't working, so I have to work on myself. So we did the therapy. Um, but what did you hit those low points? Yeah. So like you, with you, you have to go. You know, you, let's say something bad happens that night. You got to go the next morning. You got to be live. Exactly. So for us, our, our fights yeah, were just, with I the podcast. I was taking
1: days slash weeks off, like I not wish. showing up.
0: Well, listen. When I was in Chicago and the show's not working out, and the, the radio thing's not working out, my relation working out. I called my agent and told them. I was quitting radio. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. I go, "I got to get out of here." I was like, "I got to go back to Phoenix." Uh, Jojo, our oldest, didn't move with us. He had his one more year in Saguaro, his senior year. Yeah. And we said, after you graduate, if we're still in Chicago, you want to move out there with us? Let's go.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I missed him. He was my best friend. So I missed my son. Um, the show wasn't working out. You know, they were going a different direction than I wanted to take it. Uh, my marriage was over. I so at one a snowball point, of, of shit going a wrong. Of, At one point, I'm on the air and i just feel like a tingling in my left hand and my my left side of the body i was like god it's weird it's feeling numbing and then gina on the show she's like that's alarming and when she said that's alarming then i got really panicky then i started getting anxiety she goes, you should go to the er and i'm in an er in a big ass hospital in chicago all by myself don't know anybody and i'm just in there and i'm in there the fuck half a like almost the whole day then running tests like did you get a stroke or something they did all these tests, and I was just—they were talking to me and taking my blood, brain scan, every EKGs, mm-hmm. everything. They're like, "You got a little high blood pressure, but it seems like you're having a bad attack, like anxiety or mm-hmm. blah blah blah." And after talking to me, um, almost like a quick therapy session, like, "Oh, you're going through a lot of shit." Yeah. Right. And that's when I knew. And after that, I got into depression, mm-hmm. and I was going talk to my therapist and i was calling my mom and i just knew i had to fucking get out of there Mm -hmm. right i had to leave i was willing to leave my passion uh radio i was willing to 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 quit radio i'm just gonna come back to phoenix and i talked to i talked to amber and i was like no matter what happens i'm going to move back to phoenix i want to be back with our son and um the stations made it happen the rest of the show want to stay i came here formed a new show and me and amber kind of pending right now trying to get through it, but I've been through that depression, bro. Right. I'm never gonna go through no, that. Again. But the reason
2: yeah. why I ask is I feel like men especially, right? We, we care about the women, but we're we're supposed to go through things, keep yeah. going. Yeah. What, what what kind of helped you dig yourself out of that the like kids for bro. Me, like you said it was, it was the, the kids. kids. Yeah. I was in the gym you can't tell now because I have <laughs> <you laughs> them You know though? but finally for me it was like all right, I I had to reach out to some of my closest boys. Yep. And like let's go get a drink. Let me sit here. Yep. Let me shed a tear I just, cause I I tried to kind of just carry that weight myself, yeah. and it was just pushing me it's down. I'd be in yeah. the gym, bro, have the headphone, a song would come on, and I'd be like on the verge of just breaking yep. it down, cause I'm like, damn, this is the song that we listen to, yeah, and this, you know, everything. So for you, what what was it that kind of helped you out, and how do we encourage other men? I mean, everyone in general, but like, you don't have to go at it alone.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's. I went through therapy. I had a therapist. I still see here. Mm-hmm. Doctor, shouts out to Doctor Judith um that I would uh, that I would FaceTime over there and I go see her in person here I, I focused on my kids and my health you can't you can't do anything without being healthy so I try to try to do better eat better be better but literally and I got a shout out OG Freddie, he was there for me my cousin Celine my sister Keisha who's very religious and would pray for me and just call you, me. You need
2: someone like that. You do. You need someone in your you, life that you, you know is praying, praying. and mm-hmm. and on their knees
0: and yes. thinking of you. And
1: like truly believe it.
2: Truly yes. believe it. Yeah.
0: I think it was those three people that checked on me on the daily. Like, how are you doing? What can I do? Prayed for me. Talk to me. Let me vent just to listen. Give me advice. Those three people really went above and beyond for me. And so find your your, your circle, if you will. Get therapy and focus on something that makes you happy. And that was my kid. So I, oh, and I, you can kind of see it still in my socials. I go big for my kids. Yeah. Right? Like I get the perks of radio. Like we're going to Vegas and we do these concerts and shit. Like that's dope. But when I'm with my kids, bro, mm-hmm. I get so happy that they're happy that I'm creating these core memories with them and they're going to grow up and be like, I had a fucking dope ass dad. Right, right. We did X, Y, Z and we yeah. did this and we did that. So that's what I'm on right now. Full-time dad, part-time radio gangster. I still try to get my gangster on in radio, have fun with that. I have a great, great show, but. The mental health. You know how people got physicals every year? Mm-hmm. Everyone should do a mental check-in every year. you right? At the very least. You're right. Truly. You should make that normal. You get your physical. All right, go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Get that shit out. Have that good cry. I've had many a good cries. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that long shower where you just put your hand <laughs> like this, like a movie, and you let that motherfucking shit out. What was that one song that made you think about your lady? Oh, always oh, Drake. Drake? Because, listen, Drake was high school. He was coming
2: out uh, first album, Marvin's Room. That's, that's it. Because in high school we the, broke that, up. I
1: was—I was, I was say, what's that other slow song where he was just singing? Okay, on so Lil it's...
2: Wayne dropped the album uh, "How to Love," how to was love. the hit. How to love? Well, on that same album was "How to Hate." He was saying "How to Hate" her, uh-huh. and so we had broken up in high school, some dumb shit. And so that's how to. Every time I walk, because we went our high school was thirty graduating, in the senior oh, class, shit. like it was charter school. Okay. And so you know, those high school songs come
0: on. I'm like, Drake, yeah, come on, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like a love
1: hate with Drake fucking love, you yeah. fool. It's, <laughs> and it's probably so good for you like a connective moment with your favorite artist too because he was probably crying while recording yeah. or crying while listening you know, like, hey,
0: I, I mean Drake Drake's, like, oh, you, Drake is spinning, like, you like, said love Cool J these motherfuckers are going to be crying over this <laughs> one
1: like know. at the
2: concert I was upset because Drake didn't sing the song how he recorded it I'm like motherfucker just sing the song how it's supposed to go <laughs> I want to cry right? <laughs> I want to be in my feelings
0: Drake but mm-hmm. no, I think
2: I think it's, that's important, man, because Yeah, it's, you know that, has your mental no... health is
0: there, everything. And I'm and I'm getting there. Every day I'm getting stronger, everything. I'm thriving right now, life. I want to become, you know, eventually better friends with Amber mm-hmm. and uh we were at a good place and we're just not and that bothers me. You that will. bothers me a lot because uh that was the main thing when we were broken up before and even now it's like we wanna be friends, we wanna co parent and, and still that. And right now we're not in that place, so that upsets me, but I can't let that affect me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I still got my kids. I still got to show. I, st- I still got to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't choose this. This something that was, my cards were dealt this. Mm-hmm. All right, this person doesn't feel a certain type of way about you. I got to keep it moving, keep it going. And um, that's what I'm striving for in 2024, nice. to get to a place where everyone's healthy in my circle. X, Love it. Right, whatever, but everything is it'll, fucking it'll, amazing right now. Yeah. It'll, it, it'll work hopefully. Out. It I know.
1: out. You guys have so much history, and it's going to yeah. be good.
0: You said 20 years, that's a long time. A that's long a long, long time. time long yeah, time. I'm sure we'll run into you guys.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. So. As soon
0: as we run into these events together, I'm sitting right with you guys. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna so be like, fun.
0: hey man, scoot over, bro. <laughs> scoot over. I'll sit right here. But one last question before we go. I'm, I was an
2: athlete back in the day, mm-hmm. right? You were you an athlete? No. I know the boys are athletes. My boys are. Right. Yeah. So before you go on on the radio, let's say you put the headphones on. What's that one song that's just hype gonna you hype you up, get you going? Uh, that will hype me up if I had to do it every day. Every like, yo, I'm, life's life's a mess, but I gotta go on this radio, put on the best show. Oh, so I need because mu- mu- music is m- my, to me. Yeah, yeah it's fast. I, I know you work in music. Yeah, it has to be the same for you. Your roots are deep in music.
0: Yeah, you know this one song that when I started, when I came back, started jogging to, just jogging to a park my close park was uh, Bad Bunnies, Apargon. Okay. Um, and then he goes like, Puerto Rico, bien cabrón. Yeah. Bien cabrón. I feel that proud to be a Puerto a Rican. Like- <laughs> yeah. This like, I'm a fucking like Rocky Down, and yeah. fucking just running down Roadrunner Park. It's just like, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> the only fucking Puerto Rican in Phoenix. Yeah. That one always gets me hype because I just, that Bunny, you know, he's become commercialized and pop, but that, I feel the rawness. You know, he's, he's just like, bit fucking arre. Hey, he's just like spitting yeah. and it makes me feel good to be puerto rican and my roots and i, I think that's a great question because I, it goes when i listen to that song it's three songs in one if you listen to it okay he's spitting raw then he gets into the chant puerto rico bien cabrón and then his uh his girlfriend at the time she's the one singing at the end of it and it's very melodic mm-hmm. and nice like man that's a genius they put a three for one yeah mm-hmm. so um, that one will be my hype song i'm gonna try that tomorrow i'm gonna put yeah. that on i know my white boy jd he's gonna be like, fuck is this
1: <laughs> is <he laughs> the make sure the guy you text we... me so i can hear the yeah 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 yeah, laugh.
0: yeah is oh, he well. the
1: guy we met at the what show was no that? it
0: wasn't we at the drake show we met you oh. no, it was i think you did i no, think
1: I, i'm pretty sure i met him yeah jd yeah. was there yeah okay yeah he's
0: cool. white boy white boy yeah, yeah jd was there i'm sure awesome. you met him yeah so
2: let the people know where they can follow you yeah. right where they can hear you go and
0: support please and if you want your day to be
2: you know a little bit brighter you
1: gotta listen to Joyboy. Boy, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's the morning mess live 115 in Phoenix. You can download the Odyssey app and just look for the morning mess. You can check out, we put all our best of the day of the staycations and Nacho's Revenge, and the content is up every day. Follow me at who's Joey Boy on Instagram, I'm on it heavy. Uh, you on my stories, primarily, you can see my whole day mm-hmm. on Instagram, and yeah, we're gonna keep it moving for 2024. Man, a lot of things are gonna happen around February. so I'll let you guys know about that but um, yeah I'm excited man I'm happy for your congratulations this is amazing thank you
1: thank you guys so much for tuning in we are going to take a little pod break Merry Christmas Happy New Year's and we will see you in the new year we are so excited for all the episodes that we have coming out and yeah you want to add anything hey
2: everyone stay safe whatever you celebrate whatever you do just enjoy your time and uh, catch you guys next year we'll see you next year peace